following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. Salutations from Mickey Spagnola. And a shake of the head from Rob Phillips. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Talking Cowboys, along with Brian Broaddus. And I wonder if Brian would love to be a baseball scout with the draft going on. And what would it, how different would it be if the NFL could draft high school players? I don't know how different. I, I guarantee you there'd be a lot more misses in the first round than they are right now. But this is the third week of OTAs. Maybe Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, mm-hmm. high school players that you would consider. I'm sure somebody else is. Le- LeBron James, he could have yeah. done it. Yeah. yeah. You got to have a guy who's Didn't physically he? mature. I, I mean, he could have. He could have played tight end. Oh, I you're think, talking about football. I was thinking, yeah. and, and he was the NBA. No, I, think, no. <laughs> I was like, so, I yeah, think, he's already done I'm this. Trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think of 18 year old guys that are like. They're men already. Yeah. And that's why, that, that's, that's why that rule's in place in college football. You know, it would be the biggest disaster just like the NBA draft when you have children trying to yeah. play a man's game. Even yeah. more so in football, though. And, yes. and if you look at the history of this baseball draft, it's a pretty much a disaster in the first round yeah. because you really don't know what how to project these. And uh, a shout-out to Bobby Witt Jr., who was the second pick of the draft from right here locally, Colleyville Heritage High School. And there's a kid that has all the intangibles you're looking for, but he needs to fill out a little bit before he'll be ready even on uh, the – the baseball. If you've watched uh, the, the Royals play, they've, he's, he need, he'll be there before you know it. That's right. <laughs> and uh, as we get started here, a throwback to a Cowboys draft pick from 27 years ago as the Texas Rangers drafted a player from Texas Tech. Do you remember? And can you? what can you tell me, Mickey, about Donald Harris? He was an outfielder. He was an outfielder. He was, fielder. he was a first-round draft pick of the Texas Rangers 30 years ago in 1989. He was the fifth overall pick. He also played football at Texas Tech. And in 1992, I guess when he became football draft eligible, three years later, he was a 12th-round draft pick of the Cowboys. And he he was actually playing Major League Baseball with the Rangers in the 1992 season and elected to quit playing baseball and sign with the Cowboys and came to training camp in Austin, Texas. And Jimmy Johnson cut him three weeks later. And he's back playing baseball. It didn't work out so well, did it? <laughs> yeah, something to fall back on. He had yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah, he did, did they try turning him into a safety? Well, he, and he was a really good safety, safety at Texas right? Tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he was like as a that's freshman. That's rare for was, Tech playing defense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That Cowboys. Was, that was Spike Dykes was coaching him then. So. Oh, Spike Dykes. Yeah. 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 Cowboys have such a cool draft history on that note when you Mm -hmm. go back to when there were more rounds and like Tex and those guys would just take a chance on guys you know Pat Riley yep Carl Lewis, you know, yep. okay, you're looking for traits. Right, why not? This guy's an athlete. Let's see what we can what we can do. He wanted to draft Nancy Lieberman that one year. <laughs> and the commissioner wouldn't let him. Are really? you serious? Yes. Like what year? 1981 in or something like 80s, that. Mid 80s, yeah, late whenever 80s. she was coming out of Old Dominion. Yeah. Old Dominion. Yeah. So he, so he, they spent the draft pick on Carl Lewis instead. Yes. Yeah. 
Carl <laughs> Lewis. Just another Olympian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But anyway, we are now, let's see, let's do the math on it. Uh, as we, it is June 4th, and we are in the third week of OTAs. And so there are seven OTA practices down, number eight going on. Uh, this morning as we speak, number nine tomorrow on Wednesday, and then they got Cowboys U Thursday and the three-day minicamp next week. It's it's flying by. Yep. It is flying by. And, you know, but the good thing about it is that the, the young kids who were drafted, the undrafted guys, the guys that they brought in, the, you know, that they signed during the springtime, these practices and talking to some folks, you know, we've, we've seen a few of the practices ourselves, but talking to some folks about the guys are really becoming acclimated to what's going on. They're learning how to practice. Some guys are getting involved. I've been asking about Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill yesterday is talking to some folks, actually got some reps with the first team defense playing as the nose tackle. So him and Malik Collins were able to do a little work together. So it's good to see that they're starting to get more of these guys or they're going to get these young guys involved and give them a little look here during these OTAs and say, you know, hey, let's see them go up in weight class a little bit. I was kind of talking about Wise, uh, the defensive tackle. And, you know, when, when you watch him play at the level that he's playing at, he's pretty good against the guys that these young offensive linemen, the guards, the centers, you know, uh, McGovern and those kind of guys. So I was kind of hopeful that maybe, hey, maybe on Wednesday they elevate him up, let him, you know, like we saw the human log. He got some opportunity last year uh, during training camp practice mm-hmm. to get some work with the ones, and next thing you know, he's playing. So, you know, I, I'm 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 all for that. If they throw as many of those guys out there at this time period and let them, you know, get them up in weight class a little bit, let them just see him move around, get a feel for what it's like to go against Zach Martin a couple of times, get their nose bloodied, and they'll have a better feel for how to compete. Uh, when they get the pads on uh, this uh, this summer, yeah, because you know what they know what Daniel Ross is, yeah, and, and so he's been here. He's been here, so you might as well put Hill in there instead of wasting snaps on on Ross. That's while, coaching. You know how that Woods, goes, Mickey. While Woods is out, yeah, um, might as well you know see if he, he is that versatile to play both. And, and, absolutely, and absolutely, you know when you when they go to nickel. You're not going to have a one technique in there. You know, put a guy in there that can rush the, the quarterback. Yeah, third week is the time to do it though, instead of you know that first couple weeks. Because as Brian said, they are so far behind when you think about it. I mean, they literally get a crash course of a couple walkthroughs in the mini camp, rookie mini camp, and then oh, here are the vets. Yeah, here's here's practice. Here's how we practice, and you've got to figure it out really on the fly. And I'm sure those first two weeks, you know, talking to those guys, I mean. They talk a good game, but you know their head is spinning. You know it's spinning. Another guy that's getting an opportunity to just talk to some folks is the Michael Jackson, the uh, the corner from the University of Miami. They're they're playing him on the outside. They're also playing him on the slot. You know, with with uh, with Byron Jones being out. You know, they've had a couple of guys that they they've and a woozy and a woozy exactly. So they're throwing these guys in there and letting them participate, and, and it's good if you know if Michael Jackson can match up and. And cover Randall Cobb and carry him all over the field a little bit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's gonna there's gonna be some times where he's gonna look terrible, but there's other times that maybe he'll make a play or two, and then it's like, oh wow, I just covered a Super Bowl champ wide receiver out here, and I didn't, I wasn't embarrassed. So, you know, I'm I'm all for that. If they can if they can just allow. Uh, these guys, the opportunity to learn, to grow, to physically, you know, and they're going to make mistakes. i tell you where I've really been impressed on the Wednesday practices. Is it seems like every Wednesday practice, one of the young guys steps up at the running back spot and makes a blitz pickup, you know, and you're thinking like, as we are putting in these this uh, this scheme 
uh, these plays, uh, you know, that you, you got to know who you're going to block. And if you don't block the wrong guy, if you block the wrong guy, then you're going to get somebody killed and you're going to, then you're not going to be on the field anymore. So if they keep picking up the right guys, that's, you know, uh, I, I think that Gary Brown can, can teach them to, to be willing to stick their nose in there, play square and, and kind of fight a guy off, but they have to know what they're doing. And I, I've seen that on Wednesdays and those are the types of things that are encouraging to me. Who was it last week? That well, last week it was Weber that Mike stepped Weber. up. Yeah, because they okay. threw they 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 got a they got a uh, Cooper rush through a touchdown down the right sidelines to John Vay Johnson. There's another guy that people Holy are kind Toledo, of yeah. John Vay Johnson. Oh, oh real yeah, yeah, funny. There, there you go, Bill. <laughs> Daughter, be proud of that dad joke there. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, the and thanks for listening, ma'am. Uh, the the uh, <laughs> ma'am, my daughter is called ma'am. <laughs> the uh, but the the I think the thing with you know this is. You know, with the wide receivers, we've, we've talked about Cobb and then you know, and then Gallup and what those guys have been able to do. And but John V. Johnson, when you're getting your tray of food at lunch, people are like, you know, hey, John V. Johnson, interesting guy. You know, it's a lot more of a buzz about him. Uh, not that Jalen Guyton is not doing, but as far as just guys that they, the, 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 just as wide receivers, Cobb, John V. Johnson, you're like, what? You know, yeah. And how yeah, about John yeah. Bay Johnson? Yeah. When you look at his numbers at Toledo, and there were three guys that were, uh, well, two guys that were drafted, and then John Bay Johnson undrafted out of Toledo, wide receivers this year. And but this guy, he had 125 catches in his career at Toledo, 25 touchdowns. Right. He was scoring touchdowns every fifth time he touched the football at Toledo. You know why? He ran a four three eight four. He did run a four three eight. That's yeah. right. Very good, Mickey. You did your homework. I'll tell you what, though. That long time ago. He he catches the ball well. I mean, you Mm -hmm. you could see, you know, when you talk about young receivers and stuff and how they adapt to the pro side of football. And I'll tell you what, there's some some balls that have been thrown high. He's made nice adjustments, too. I think there's some stuff low across the middle he's had to, like, put his hands underneath to catch it and run. But Mickey's right. Once you get the ball in his hands, you see him get up the field. And that, and that part of it has been impressive. And the other guy that's run that well has been Guyton. And yeah. Sanjay Lau really likes him. Yeah. Jalen He, he likes how North he's Texas. picking things up. And Alan By way of school, Notre Dame, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. He likes John Vay Johnson, too, a lot. And he's very explosive. And he carries himself almost like a vet. You know, he's, like Brian mentioned, train table. You see him kind of walk around. He seems like a mature guy. And I don't know if it's his pedigree. His dad was in the NFL. Dad played in the NFL. He just he just carries himself, and I know it's early, but like it's not too big for him. He's a guy really to watch as, as this thing unfolds because, as Brian has said, there's a lot of veteran receivers on this team, but there's a lot of young talent at receiver too, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this thing shakes out. I, I talked to, to um, Cedric Wilson as well recently, and that's another guy that it, you can almost look at him as a rookie. Uh, Absolutely. Everybody forgets about him. This is a guy that, that can play inside, outside for you, but it's a lot of competition, and, and not everybody's going to make you know, well, one of those five or six spots. Yeah, what, what do you think the hardest position going into camp is going to be for somebody, a young guy to make this team? The hardest position? The hardest position Maybe. For, for a young guy to make the, for make the, the, the roster. Well, offensive line, defensive line. Thinking about those undrafted guys, yeah, like I'm thinking Daniel about Wise those guys. Is a good I'm th- player. Yeah, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking about guys like you know Jackson, the defensive end from Miami. Yeah. And I'm thinking about guys that they picked, you know, fifth, sixth round. I mean, Jelks, another Jelks, talented yeah, guy. Yeah, who, which also leads me to think those are t- are hard positions for veterans to make. Veterans that make a lot of money. Yeah. 
No, no, that's Robin. You, you guys are right because this is. I, I look at wide receiver as might be the one position where. Even if you're a veteran guy, you might not make this team. Mm-hmm. I've kind of got Alan Hearns penciled in in my mind, just in case something happens to you know with Gallup or or Cooper. But I think you could probably play Cobb. But I don't know if you want to play Cobb on one of those those other those starting positions if you got him playing in the slot, especially if you're playing a lot of eleven personnel stuff. So I, I'm kind of thinking though that maybe Hearns. But then okay, they carry five, they carry six. I mean, it might be really difficult for yeah. one of those. You know, I, yeah. I don't think like guys like Noah Brown, it's, Lance it's, Lenore, a lot of competition. Devin it, Smith. I mean, they're, Tavon Austin. Tavon, Tavon Austin, Austin. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are in that mode right now where it's it's going to be if they depending on where the numbers fall. I don't see how they carry seven or something like that. Ridiculous. I think they it, if they have to carry five, if they carry six, I understand. If they carry five, it's because they had other positions that they felt even better about. And Hearns had a five million dollar salary. That's true, but yep. he also, but he, like I said, he, they, 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 could, they feel comfortable that he could be a starter. See, that's right. the thing about it is you don't want to sit there and go completely young on the back end, and then all of a sudden have yeah. to start There's, a young guy that, yeah, what if somebody goes yeah, down? Yeah, at least, at least Hearns, you know, he can go out there. Right, he can make two or three catches a, a game. Get you 25, 30 yards, maybe. And he can play, first down, yeah. And play anywhere, too. Yeah, exactly. If, if anybody yeah. gets hurt, he can step in. He can help you in the slot, too. There, that's a comfort level for a coaching staff. And that's why you don't have to, you, you can wait all the way to the end of training camp and see where you are health wise on yep, making right. a lot of these decisions. And, and, and the get, good thing about Hearns now, he's running pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. they haven't put him out there in the, in the practices, but. Uh, doing his rehab work, you, you wouldn't know that he went through the injury he went through in that playoff game. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just that's that's a that's a position that's definitely worth keep keeping an eye on because that I just feel like that maybe that's a veteran group that's going to lose some guys because the the talent behind it is deep. We you know, we talk about Johnson, we talk about Guyton. If I had to bet my money right now. On a guy that big would make the team, I, I think it would be John Bay Johnson. I agree. Uh, out of that, I mean, it, it's just just what I've kind of you've talking about the way the guy's carried himself, some of the plays he's made. Yeah. He looks comfortable catching the ball. I, I you know, I, but that's not to say that Guyton you know can't uh, step up and train. It, it's just so well, hard. You got to wait. Yeah, those rookie, those wide receivers, they they hit a wall during camp. You you could see it because they're running so much. I mean, that's remember how much. Lance Lenore impressed us. Oh, no question. And then when the lights came on, no question. he shrunk. No Absolutely. question. Absolutely. But you're right about Guyton. He wears 83, and I'm not comparing him to Terry Glenn, but I had a glimpse of him at, at number 83 because of his speed and how quick he gets off the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's an impressive talent, Here, too. Here's the other thing to consider when you're comparing, like, a John V. Johnson to a Jalen Guyton is John V. Johnson is two years older than Jalen Guyton. I mean, when you're talking about how a guy it seems a lot more mature and carries himself and that sort of thing, not to say Guyton doesn't, but I think when you look at it, you, I mean, you, their, their birth dates are two weeks apart, and Guyton's two years younger than Johnson is. I didn't know so, that. That's interesting. And Johnson has, you know, you mentioned his dad. Well, his cousin got drafted in the second round. He was a cornerback out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So there's some NFL genes there. Uh, running through that family but because of those guys ability to run and because Sanjay Lal loves speed that that they're going to get an opportunity and and the rest of those guys better beware have you guys paid attention to the offensive line very much on how the backups have been playing 
Have you? Have you? Yeah, I mean, have you, have you tried yeah. to pick up on what they're doing with McGovern? Right guard. Is that right? He's been playing, but really both guards. Both guards. And guards. Center. But then he yeah. did some centers. He had but, his hand on the ball, like with the third team. Maybe? See, that's what I'm saying. I they, they haven't thrown McGovern in there. It's still it's still Suofilo. It's still Redmond. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't thrown McGovern. Now, I guess they threw Connor Williams in there last year because they had to throw Connor Williams in there last year. But mm-hmm. th- this offensive line has kind of had a tradition. Or history since I've been back covering here of just taking that first round guy or the second round and throwing them in there and letting them kind of learn and be that guy. I haven't noticed them doing that with McGovern yet. I haven't seen McGovern being the guy that, okay, he's running with the he's he's the he's the first left guard or yeah. you know or he's the or they're giving they're giving Martin a break. They're ta- you know he's the second right guard. I haven't seen them take him like Mickey said. It's been kind of like. Those third team reps, yeah, you know, it's been it, deference it, to the veteran thing. I yeah, think like, at this point, because Redmond, boy, Sue remember yeah. Redmond liked they liked him. Oh last no, no, year. I'm just saying, and though, they had him at center behind Looney. Yeah, no, I, I, it's been Looney's been the backup center. I mean, well, he's been the starter at center, but I mean, I'm just trying to think about. I've seen so many times where they've just taken that. You know, we're going to take that offensive lineman, just throw him in there and let him and let him go. I haven't watched every rep, but I, I don't. I have, think I've seen him in the first team, Connor. Yeah. I've seen him run See, the second why, team yeah. guard. Um, but to Mickey's point, McGovern, McGovern, McGovern yeah. yeah. But to Mickey's point, you know, you got Darius Jackson running second team running back ahead of Tony Pollard, and and that'll probably change as we go along. But you'll, Jackson you'll doesn't Pollard look bad. Much. He doesn't look no, bad. he looks good. He looks but quick. Especially if he would have held onto the ball on the one that he jetted up the middle. Yeah, he's yep. quick. He looks a lot quicker than he did. Well, he does. But I'm just saying, at some point, you know, you're going to get the rookies some chances. Yeah, yeah. So. It's early. It's early. Hey, let's be here before you we know need it. to go. Yeah. To, let's go to the phone lines. Let's take some calls this week. 888-855-2297. We've got Philip in France who's been holding. Philip, how are you doing? Philippe? Here on Talking Cowboys. Yeah. Let's, uh, it's bon France. Bonjour. It's Philippe. Hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> How's the French Open going? Yeah, oh, it's great. So, uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, Brian, uh, you, Dane, and Dave, uh, taught me how to love the draft season. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much for that. Too bad, but, uh, too bad we lost uh, Dave uh, on the draft. Yeah. And, uh, but I guess it's good for him. Absolutely. I just, I just hope uh, he'll continue to sell his monster every day. Okay, we will. The thank beast. You. The beast. <laughs> yeah. My question is more for uh, Mickey, the, the low and money man on the crew. Uh, how the new CBA coming up in a couple of years uh, do affect the long-term contracts, such as for Dag, Zeke, and Murray, Byron, and Jalen, and so on. Enjoy your days off before going to Oxnard, and uh, thanks for taking my call. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening, man. So you have to be careful uh, because the 30% rule is going to take effect uh, with the contracts going from 2020 to 2021 to 2022 uh, because of the expiring uh, CBA. Uh, so from a base salary standpoint, uh, you can't try loading a whole bunch uh, in a base salary in 2020 because if you get to 2021, there has to be a 30% increase. Uh, so they're making sure no one's stuffing money uh, into the final year of the CBA, and then the, the the 
next base salary, and I'm talking about paragraph five, goes down. It's going to have to go up 30%. So that's one way that's going to affect how those uh, how those salaries are structured, especially from a base salary standpoint. Did the Cowboys figure out something with Miles Austin when they did that? Yeah, they did. Cause they, and the league got caught with egg on their face? Well, because much? it was an uncapped year. Right. But this time it's going to be capped. Okay. So going into 2021. But they figured something still, out. But they did because it was an uncapped year. Right. And they stuffed a whole bunch of money into that first year. And the league says, oh, no, you can't do that. And it's like, well, why not? Yeah. So I guess it was a gentleman's agreement uh, between the owners that they wouldn't try to exploit the uncapped year, uh, and they slapped the hands of the Cowboys and the Redskins. That's right. I forgot Ten million about dollars that. was that? Yeah, what was yeah. it? The Redskins was even more. I think. Yeah. The Redskins was like twenty. Yeah, there was ten million dollars yeah. off the cap. Yeah. All right. We continue with more of Talking Cowboys and take your phone calls when we come back in a moment. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay. What's not too? It's right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor. Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. And we continue here on Talking Cowboys going down John Stevens' memory lane because Mickey got his French Open update and Sloan Stevens lost in the French Open, right? Yes. And then there's a. And well, let me say, Sloan Stevens is the daughter, daughter of a former NFL running back, John, John Stevens, Stevens, who had a cup of coffee in Green Bay when Brian Broaddus was with the Packers. There was another young uh, U.S player i think she was 17 or 18 in the quarterfinals today Female. okay so yeah. there it is Anastomova. cannon Anasta, Anastamova, I, think. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it cowboys she was born in new jersey okay yeah. cowboys. there it is uh, are hank you playing hank, tennis these days mickey i haven't gotten okay. back to it yet <laughs> that hank haney got in trouble for pronouncing a bunch of ladies names i'm kind of avoiding all that <laughs> 
Okay, we continue now here on Talking Cowboys. You know I don't. That's your French you know? Open no. update. That's, that is your French Open update. No telling what Mickey's going to update us next segment on. You guys are in a little uh, hopscotch. Yeah, we are. Should I just, I'll Google for later. I'll, no, I'll look uh, it up. Yeah, look up look up Hank Haney. Okay. U- U- U.S. <laughs> yeah. Women's Open. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, moving on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, Tristan Hill is getting reps with the first team. He is, from what I was told, yes. All right, let's take you back a couple of weeks. And when Gerald McCoy first came on the market and we went around the table, would you be interested at a certain price for Gerald McCoy on this Cowboys team? What did we max out at? We said $8 million, right? Uh, what did he sign for? Ten. Ten. To get to ten, and the incentives yeah. get you to ten and a half. So I would you do? Five. Would you do? Mickey went yeah, Mickey maxed out at five. Would you do the contract that he got with Carolina, which is eight guaranteed, or reportedly eight guaranteed, with incentives to ten, ten and a half, on a one-year deal? On a one-year deal. Yeah, probably. I probably would have done that. I think I would have too. I know I would have. Because well, it's not my money. Did he did, <laughs> exactly. did he take less money to go to Carolina, by the way? Is that the story, that he took less money so he could play? It, he, wasn't, he, it wasn't a lot less. Than, then, I mean, it then came where? down to Cleveland, Baltimore, and Carolina. Yeah, I think Baltimore, oh, offered, the other places. All, yeah. Baltimore offered him a pretty good chunk of money, and I think maybe he said, okay, wait, I'm going to play Tampa twice a year, and – there's some story, you know, it, was it Rick Stroud, Mickey, who's the writer yes, for the Tampa St. Pete, Saint Tamp- Pete paper? Tampa Bay, yeah. Rick evidently has a relationship with, with McCoy, and so he was, he was kind of off the record talking to him and then on the record talking to him. It sounded like that it really disappointed McCoy that his number 93 got gave away, got gave away to uh, Indomitian uh, Sioux. And so he was like, you know, okay, I'm going to play him twice. You know, I'm going to get to see. You know, so it sounded well, like there's. Fortunately for him, he doesn't have to play against Sue twice. No, no, but <laughs> right. but but his Himself. his situation. Yeah. He he was he was thinking and. And you know, Bruce Arian said some things that like said yeah. something about him not fitting anymore in Tampa yeah. and. So, so he, he took what three visits: Baltimore, Cleveland. Carolina. Carolina. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe the Cowboys know something we don't. We just talked about Tristan Hill getting those reps, and well, we were, and, and maybe he, this guy can develop quickly. What we we'll were see. trying to do is we were trying to think if they weren't going to do anything with Malik Collins, if, if, the, mm-hmm. if the end of the rope for Malik Collins. And if you've noticed, if you watch Malik Collins practice, he practices with a little bit more zip. And it might be a little bit more zip because – the second round pick was a defensive tackle that plays as an under tackle mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's going into the final year of his contract. Um, and when he's, when he is healthy and he's played hurt a lot, that's one that's almost like an asterisk by some of his stats because he's played with foot stuff and I don't know what else. He's had it's a couple foot, foot surgeries. He's always had a foot surgeries. One, I, actually, I think it's been three. Yeah, he has. I was standing there. I was standing there with the bags when he went around him one time and got hurt, like in OTAs uh, yeah. or off-season yeah. workouts yeah. or something. Yeah. He yeah. has potential to be a disruptive guy in the middle. Yeah, it is. It Mickey's right. It is a health thing for him. I don't think it has anything to do with if McCoy can play or not. It's ten million dollars. Which, by the way, he took three million less than what he was supposed to make in a base he's, salary. He was thirteen. At Tampa by the way, Tampa, that's a good, that's a, but that's a good contract for him, though. If that's what you're going to yeah, do, if you're that's going to get Sue a eleven, contract, I think, with right? Tampa. Nothing wrong. If you're going to get three million dollars less, my guy, and, you, and you're on, on a better team. I feel like you're on a better team roster wise. But you feel like the Cowboys did. Uh, 
Would you think it was strictly because of the money the Cowboys wouldn't be interested in him, or do you think what they've done in this offseason, shoring up the defensive line with the numbers they have, with Tristan Hill, second-round pick, they just decided that was the route they needed to go? Do they Have they paid a, have they paid a three technique in this this era with uh, Rod Marinelli yet? Not that I can recall. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you consider, yep. okay, what did you consider Crawford? That's I got to well, be careful made, of that. He made his. No, well, Crawford was supposed Crawford. to be. Yeah, he was supposed to be a three technique That's under tackle. Right. When they That's paid true. him, right? Initial, yep. Initially, and yes. He's still he's his base this year is seven million. Now he now he dabbles in both spots. So right. maybe that was their way of saying, okay, we're going to pay an under tackle here. Well, they didn't pay Jason. Um, Oh. We've seen that face before. <laughs> Darn it. Wait, you going way back here? 2013, he led the Cowboys. Hatcher. 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 Sorry. Yeah. I blanked out. I was yeah. thinking Jason Phillips for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, they didn't. They let him walk. Yeah. And that was after that was a 13 sack season. Yeah, sure did. So, yeah, they really haven't. And, and they paid Crawford because he could play defensive end and defensive tackle. And that was a long time Which, ago. This is an old contract. I'm trying, man, I'm yeah. trying to think, yeah. though. I, th- I thought that they were they, the justification for paying him was because he could play the under tackle. Yeah. yeah. Did they, well, no, did they no. sell yeah. that to us? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Am yeah. I right about that? Well, I wasn't here at the time when he got his new deal. 2016. But was it 2016 that he got? I guess I was here. He, yeah, under you're tackle. You're getting worse than us. I know. But he, you guys are rubbing off syndrome. on me. But you're right, though. They haven't t- – they haven't – poured money into that position and all we hear is that it's so vital for rod's defense so it's a little bit yeah. a bit of an interesting yeah. you know yeah. contrast there probably think the guy just they probably don't believe he can play at the mm-hmm. at, a, at a high enough level and you know there's some concerns there we talked about that he you know you're gonna every year you're gonna get the six sacks it's kind of what he does you know we you went through all the numbers and again don't go through all the numbers. It gives people tired. Uh, yeah. yeah, just we, we no, know that there okay, were numbers. Okay, Jerry, there. we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, one of the things Five I look at. Five-year deal in 2015. All right. I think that they made the uh, – Tyrone Crawford at $7 million, okay, he, and he is a very well-respected member of this team, locker room presence and everything. I mean, if they, if they wanted to make room, Tyrone Crawford right there. They they made the decision they like Tyrone Crawford on this football team over Gerald McCoy on this football team in my mind whether they whether whether they, that entered their that's a pretty hot take right there whether whether they whether they actually had a conversation about it or not when you do the math on it mm-hmm. okay Tyrone Crawford at seven million dollars base this year he's on this football team he starts at right defensive end he can play he can rush from inside too they feel like he's a more valuable member of this team than what Gerald McCoy would be in my opinion yeah I don't I mean I you're you're bringing facts there that's absolutely right but they, they they've always they've always thought more of Crawford than a lot of folks so, so. would he have been eight million dollars better than Malik Collins Gerald McCoy? Yes. Mickey, I, I when we had that discussion, I said yes. Okay. I said yes. Why can't you add him and, and have added him and just play all of them? I mean, you've got but That's a lot of money you, you, for a but, guy that's no, a what rotation you do is, guy. What one you year, do is you get to One-year deal, and you're trying to win the Super Bowl. One year. So you're done with it after one there's year. There's a lot of people, Robin, will agree with you on that. Mickey, you break up a good point, though. I mean, I appreciate you asking that question. Because to me, there's a lot of people who say, hey, if you're going for it, go for it. And, but is Gerald McCoy a go for it player? Should, or, and I okay, trust their it. evaluation. Should, and if they don't, they don't feel that okay, way. That's it, fine. Is mm-hmm. a, a go for it player? Should the, okay? Let's 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 go back then. 
Who should the Cowboys had a go-for player? Should it have been Earl Thomas? Should that have been the go-for player? No. Okay, should Gerald McCoy have been the go-for player? Who? Okay, of those of the of defensive help, mm-hmm. of defensive help, who would have been your go for it player? And, and again, they they went for neither. So, but we're yeah. just trying to. Well, in the back when we had this discussion, I think Mickey might have said it too. I said defensive tackle is probably more important to your defense. This is before the draft. Before the draft, right. we weren't really sure what they were going to do in free agency, right. all that stuff. I said D tackle because I just felt like they needed more numbers there. And they have added more numbers there. And maybe they feel like it's good enough. And they think Tristan Hill can help. Tyrone can play two different spots, and and you roll with that with Antoine Woods. So, so then ask yourself this question. Why did Tampa Bay give up on him? The, 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 the GM is in trouble there. Okay, but that I'm, I'm still and, and then Bruce Arians coming. It's the new coach thing, I, Mickey. That that to me is always three a, four defense. You always look at you look at the you, these teams that have these new coaches, and you could always take look what they, they, the Cowboys. Yeah, they gave up a one to get Amari Cooper. Hell, they should have probably given up more if you look at the way Amari Cooper. They that, stole that's, a, them. that's a new coach. They gave up the 27th best player in the draft. For Amari Cooper? Are you kidding me? Pretty good. That's a good deal. But what? How do how do you get Amari Cooper? How do the Chicago Bears get that defensive end that they got? Because a coach goes in there and is like, I don't really don't want to pay this guy, and you know what? I think I can get somebody better. He really couldn't. He couldn't. That's sometimes you have to take advantage. Not sometimes. Hell, every team that had a new coach was worth me following. Hey, here's another new one. coach, new new general manager. So you'd rather sue than McCoy. Here's another one. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn is Robert here Quinn. because yeah. Brian Flores comes in, and yeah. maybe he doesn't think with what. Well, they I'm, changed the defense. Right, and and he's they tried went to a three four. Yeah, and, they, he's, and Wade he's, Phillips he did the same thing to Quinn when he came, when when Wade Phillips came in. Quinn has been a stand up linebacker for the last two years, and that's not really where he's most comfortable. And that and so they've accommodated they accommodated him, and now he's in a spot where he they Cowboys think he has a chance to flourish. Again. So do you think he he plays seventy percent of the snaps? Who's that? Quinn, or is he a rotation guy? It depends on what I think that what they're going to try and do is. If it's going to be Crawford's going to start at the right end and base when they do base things, maybe one, two downs, maybe maybe they go to nickel immediately in second down, depending on how well they play the first down. And then you get a situation where now he's going to play. I would say Robert Quinn's going to play 70% of the time because they're going to probably find a way to kick Crawford inside and some. let him rush some yeah, in I there. Mean, yeah, you know, because yeah, what happens if I'll get throw another if in there if Randy Gregory's. I was just reinstated. I was just going to say that because you know what? Before that happened, their thought at the end of the season was Randy Gregory can be an every down right defensive end. Right, but you're also operating under the premise that, I mean, at this point, you think he's going to camp? Oh no, no, no. I understand. I'm just saying. What if? That's where I, 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 I. The what if is is good, but the what do I know? I, I know with and I, I tell you what I have a respect for Randy Gregory. I was really really wrong about. I said he didn't want to play football. He does want to play football, but and that's why I was wrong about Randy Gregory. The thing about it is though, I don't know what the league is going to do to Randy Gregory. Yeah, every, no, every no, day. I understand. The, the, I understand. No, no, I know you do. I know you do. I was I'm not, just I'm not, saying. No, no, I'm if not. Gregory was there. No, no, I'm not. I'm not pointing the finger at you, Mickey. I'm just saying. I I wish I could trust. I, I trust Randy Gregory more than I trust the league. Does that make sense? I, I mean, I mean, I trust him to at least try. But the league, if the league is asking him to do things that he is not capable of doing to stay eligible, 
then I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad I have Robert Quinn. Yeah, without getting too numbers heavy, I'm just looking this up. There was one defensive lineman last year who played 70% of the snaps, and that was D-Law, 71%. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Yeah. off the top of my head, I, I don't think Quinn gets seventy percent, but that also means well, I somebody that, I threw that out there like, yeah, sure, why not? Well, I, I mean, he, <laughs> only one guy, huh? He, he might only one guy. I think yeah. the next guy was mm, Tyrone, sixty-one percent, not Taco. <laughs> but that Kent brings up an interesting point. The question I will is, laugh on the run listening to that tonight. Who steps up in that rotation <laughs> to help that rotation? And it's a one-year deal, right? Quinn, yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, are there, so it's not like they sunk money into him as this is our future. Yeah, but guys also have to emerge to to help that rotation. Otherwise, yeah, I'm playing Robert Quinn a lot. You know what? The guy we haven't seen too, and, and you guys haven't had the advantage. I saw the guy play at Houston was Christian Covington playing as the one technique. So I was thinking like help for. Well, he's at, still rehabbing. He's still. I know that's what I'm saying. You haven't seen him yeah. practice yet. And another guy that's kind of shown up playing as a defensive end has been Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder. Yes. Yep. But but Kerry Hyder again. Kerry Hyder is a pro. And he's been a pro in this league for a long time. Kerry Hyder has been taking advantage of some you know Young Brandon guys. Knight. Yeah. Spread some Brandon Knight guys. You mm-hmm. know, and you know it's good for Brandon Knight that he gets to go against a guy that knows how to rush the passer. But the, but 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 Kerry Hyder shows up, and maybe in these games, Kerry Hyder will show up again. I I kind of thought of Kerry Hyder really as an afterthought, like oh good depth, you know. Oh hey, you gotta as we get to the pre preseason games, you have a guy that can make can get the quarterback. But that doesn't happen. What happened in San Francisco last year in the preseason, where that quarterback from Southern Miss is da, 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 down the field, and then yeah. they lose the game. So when you, you, know, you ask, get a guy where's, rush. where's the log jam? The log jam's on the defensive line. They got 16 defensive linemen. I yeah. think they'll figure it's, it out. I do think they'll figure that out. But there's some guys like when you bring him and Hyder. Yeah. You know, we didn't even talk about him. Oh, Quinn. Oh, Crawford. Yeah. Well, what about Kerry Hyder? And 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 Jalen Jelks is going to make life difficult for somebody. Yeah. You know what? This this is just okay. This is another just gut feeling. I like Jalen Jelks a lot, and I think that Jalen Jelks will end up on the practice squad. That's just me. And that's pretty good if, yeah. if yeah, that's, that's what happens. I think if we got 16 guys, you're going to see, okay, and, and maybe maybe Joe Jackson ends up on the practice squad too. But Dorrance Armstrong, who they drafted a year ago. Now, he's been the starting left defensive end, so they're thinking of things for him. Matter of fact, talking to some folks yesterday, I, mean, I asked about him. I'm like, how's he doing? He goes, man, yesterday yesterday being Monday's practice, he was he was coming off it. He was, you know, he's going against – there, there. It's, it's, it's a backup tackle situation over there. It's not, you know, it's not Lyle Collins, but he, but he's doing some good things over there. They said so. It's Mickey's guy, you know, Cam Fleming. I say your guy, Mickey. And, it is his and, guy. And Jest. I, I know you and Cam Fleming are not best friends. You guys do. I didn't say I, I didn't like them. I just, you just thought they could do better at, at, at offensive tackle. Well, who signed? Who signed Chaz Green yesterday? Yeah, Denver, Denver did. Denver, Denver. Denver signed Chaz Green yesterday. Yes. They, Somebody yeah. asked me on Twitter. They go. Hey, tell me it's about Chaz Green. I'm like, well, you know, he's at Denver now, and you know, and I'm. But see, that just shows you though. With offensive linemen, sometimes it's it, it takes a while. You got to learn how to hold, trip, and clip. You know, you know how to be that guy, and maybe and he gets... clearly Chaz Green hasn't because he let go by. Oakland. So, what was well, your point on Cameron <laughs> Fleming before I interrupt? No, I can't. No, the thing about he, that he was beaten that 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 Armstrong is defeating Cam Fleming. You know, that's that's the battle there. That's not defeating Lyle Collins. It's, it's you know that way. 
It's that, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Dave in California next up here on Talking Cowboys. What a voice is that, Bill? <laughs> Hi, Dave. Hi, Bill. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Play I've Misty got to correct me. you or my mom would not be happy, and that is my name is Dave Lynn, spelled in one word. It's one word? She went through a lifetime of correcting my coaches on that. So what, is your, to, what is your given name? D-A-V-E-L-Y-N-N. Oh, Davelin. Davelin. Yeah, named after two very influential people in their lives. So Cool, man. Lynn Scott and who else? Lynn Scott. <laughs> I haven't thought about Lynn Scott fan. in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I will say this. They were both Cowboy fans. Oh, there you go. Hey, Brian, I don't, I don't think you're right about okay. saying that you were wrong. And what you said about Randy Gregory, I think you were spot on. I know. And, and what, yeah, I think Randy Gregory then grew up and remade himself and now has a passion. But when you said it, the time you said it, I think you were right. And Randy deserves some kudos for changing the, the player he is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, but, but you don't have to defend me on that. I, I was wrong about the guy. I was very critical of him, and I, you know, I didn't know that his sickness was a mental thing. And this is where I learned a lesson, mm-hmm. I believe, where I learned that if somebody has – a sickness and you're saying it's it's he likes smoking marijuana more than he does like playing football that's yeah. that that's that's being an idiot and i and i, <laughs> I and i will point the finger at myself for that because right. he he i did not know he had a sickness but mm-hmm. you know the more i learned about his situation the more i realized what an idiot i was so i appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on and defending me but please don't you need to you need to blast me for not Digging in deeper on <laughs> he him. also he also had people taking advantage of him yeah. at a very young age sure Sure, yeah. there's predators out there. We Absolutely. all know that. Yep. But we also need to give him credit for uh, changing himself. No too. question. No yeah. question. All right. So I want to throw out a hypothetical. Let's say that all of our evaluations on the D line, uh, they just don't turn out by the end of the preseason. We we, we see well, that we all can of still them? Get... No, no, no. <laughs> We're in trouble. Not all of them. <laughs> okay. But the inside, the three and the ones. Okay, and, the one and the three. So we're okay. finding out by the end of preseason that, that Indianapolis and the Los Angeles Rams could still gash us up the middle. Okay. And we're looking around and go, what, what can we do? So my, what I'd like to have you guys do is what guy do you want to go after to fix the, the, the bleeding? And which one of your three all-pro offensive linemen would you give up to give them? Wow. To get them. Okay. Oh. Davlin, thank you very much for that question. It looks like you got knocked off the air. Um, I don't want to give up. I'm my not giving up. Any not, of them. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, to, you, sorry. To find somebody else to kill. give up on. Do you have do you have somebody in mind that you would like to? It'd have to be somebody young, probably. You would want to. You, would you trade? Would you be more willing to trade a pick like you did for Cooper? I'm just saying a pick. I didn't say a first round pick. I said a pick. You know, like a first, second, or third round pick. Would you be willing to do that? I just don't have you somebody off the for top a, of my head. I don't either. For, uh, I mean, you know, and I don't know if you'd want to go get a – you'd obviously want to – the human log is really good at one, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see Hill play the under tackle myself. You know, you need Malik to stay healthy. I'm trying to think of who I would – I'm trying to think of who I would go after. I'd like to go after – I'd go after somebody young is what I would try and do if I'm going to do this. So kind of as a – Well, and the other part of that is we're not going to know at the end of training camp. Uh, at the end of the preseason, yeah, yeah, you know, yep. Where it's going to be, if if there is a problem with the interior of the defensive line, it, it's not going to be until the trade deadline, basically, I mean, before we know that. And, and was it, there one person that 
led to what happened in those two games? It was a bad overall effort. I mean, was they, it a bad they, scheme? No, no, no. Was no, it a it, bad plan? No, they just got their ass kicked. Bad yeah. effort. Yeah, you got, know, and and, and and Antoine Woods played that game with a torn, uh, a torn labrum. Right. Right. And it happened early in the game, and he played through it. Yeah. So. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think about guys that you, you, you would – again, it'd have to be a young guy that you want to do that you can – like what you did with Amari Cooper. Somebody that's not going to give up a 24-year-old defensive tackle who's a Pro Bowl caliber player. Mickey does not like this game. But, no, Mickey, mm-hmm. what, but, but what Davlin wanted to do was – I know he, what he, he wanted, said. He wanted to move one of your offensive linemen. I understand that. Would you move I, Lyle Collins? He wasn't one of the three Pro Bowlers. Well, let's 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 use let's, him as let's yeah. use him as an example then. Let's not let's not move let's not move one of the three Pro Bowlers, but let's move <clears throat> let's move Lyle Collins. What do you say? Who's taking his place? Well, that's where we're going to go with Fleming. We're going to go with maybe mm. oh, we've seen Connor Williams already play a little left tackle, yeah, haven't we this year? Left guard. Okay, that this would is be- the discussion we had two weeks ago when I said, "Do you want to win or do you want to look for the future?" Oh, that's right. When you screamed at me, that's yeah. right. We're trying to look at. Again. I'm not going to scream. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I always. I think that you you have to play the game. I think you do have to. Play. It's he's trying to do something that I think that if it doesn't work out, what would be a scenario? What would be a kind of a scenario that you would look at that you would replace? You know, what's the best trading piece you have? Just the best trading piece you have is Lyle Collins your best trading piece? Do you think, guys? Well, what if they want to keep him? I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. If you, if you had to, if you had to trade a player, is so Lyle you're Collins. saying you play Connor Williams at right tackle? Who, who's would, playing at right tackle? I would tackle? say so. Yeah, because Mickey doesn't like Cam Fleming. And what do you do then? You, you <laughs> <laughs> not personally, not, not personally. personally. No, we're well, playing football here. You would plug McGovern in it at guard, right? Yeah, or, just, or Joe Looney. Or Joe Looney. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Joe Looney's played 16 games for you at center. Did mm-hmm. a capable job. Mm. I'm a little nervous about all this, and I'm not trying to not play the game, but we're 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 at a point where I think we're we're starting to get that of- offensive line restocked to the point it needs to be. And you all are uh, assuming, assuming Travis Frederick, Travis is, Frederick yeah. is Travis Frederick. Mm-hmm. Right. By the which, way. Which, I have a lot of faith in Travis Frederick. I do too. He he even will tell us. I don't think he lies to us. He doesn't, but he is saying I need to get into pads and camp and see where I'm at. And and so that that's the next test. But everything we've heard is and from him too is that it's going well. So if you but, do all that, then who's your backup center? McGovern. Taco. Yeah. So you can't keep <laughs> just because you got a little bit of depth, you can't keep marginalizing it to, no, he's, to go somewhere else. I drafted him in the third round. I have a, I had a, I had a well, that doesn't mean he's got to start. They've started a lot of young guys in the yeah, back. Yeah, they, they were first round picks. They were first round picks. Well, that 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 shouldn't bother you, Mickey. But he was a blinking light. Remember, he was. Well, that's <laughs> he was fine. Than they had a second round grade. Second on. round grade. That's fine. God. Yeah. You know, one thing about Lyle Collins, if the Cowboys have determined that if he's, I trade for Kenny Clark, that he is Green Bay. someone they would be willing to trade, you have to question whether other teams are looking at him and saying they are. He is someone they are willing to give up much for Thank going you. into the last year of his contract. So I don't know how much. Number yeah. one, I don't know that the Cowboys would trade him. Uh, in their situation right now where they feel like they can put a Super Bowl contender on the field. And secondly, if they are willing to trade him, I don't know that anyone wants him. 
for what they would they would want in return. Mm-hmm. All right, we continue with more of Talking Cowboys in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yup, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, when's Father's Day? It's coming up uh, the Sunday of the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach, a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. So if you go to Jack Black and mm. hit the father load, find the perfect gift what? for dad. Get a five-piece hero gift with your $70 purchase. Use the code HERO, the father load. Huh. That's nice. exactly what I need uh, for Father's Day, too. Dallas Dallas Cowboys Youth Academies are dedicated to the development of young athletes and dancers of all skill levels through customized curriculum, personalized coaching, and interactive experiences with current Dallas Cowboys players and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Don't miss your chance to register for spring and summer youth camps at the Star and AT&T Stadium. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. And boy, did I see some dance talent this I was going to ask you. Yes. That was the uh, final Finals, tryouts yes, for, the for the Dallas Cowboys Saturday. cheerleaders? Yeah, absolutely. They had uh, 27 of their veterans uh, selected back into training camp, and then I think that ended up being – 18 more that they chose to go to training camp. So I think it was 45 or 46. They got uh, training camp invites? 
training camp invites, and then you cut the squad down to 36 or 38. Is that mandated by the league, 36 <laughs> or 38? <laughs> it's their salary cap. Not going to trade any of these girls, are we? <laughs> Those are some pretty good talent out there, by the good. way. Some really good dancers. All right. Cowboys. Very, very good. Are you going to make an appearance on uh, the TV show? I'm trying to think if I said something stupid enough. For, it's oh, do you time do, for Mickey's Minute. Do you do that on purpose? Not exactly. No, but some people do. Just say stupid stuff? Just say something that you think you're real funny, and then they get you on the show. For, oh, you should do get that. Get 15 yeah. seconds. Did that for Hard Knocks for two years. Just give them a Are copy. You wear the mic? Just give them a Idiots. copy of Talking Cowboys, and maybe you'll get hey, on. No by kid. the way. <laughs> by the way. By the way, if you need a story for Mickey's 30 seconds, the uh, director of the University of Missouri Golden Girls was at the tryouts. And she <laughs> told me that I three years ago, I made their end-of-the-year uh, video. Blooper reel? No, the video. <laughs> Blooper reel. about that? What not to do in journalism? What were, what were you doing in there? When uh, the young lady that was from the University of Missouri tried out and we were analyzing her i said well she went to the university of missouri she was a golden girl she's got to make it yeah. Ooh, that's why you got kicked off right? they call them the golden girls they golden do. girls how old are they what do you mean <laughs> oh Bill. he's talking about the show <laughs> okay in the last three minutes here all right if you want to just throw gasoline on a good story yeah. all right where would you like so to go there, in the last michael few Brockers. minutes of talking cowboys okay you got more info on michael brock no i just oh, okay. was saying michael brocker's names if you're going to go lsu guy did for we LSU talk about guy? that in the break mm. brockers okay yeah, so i got yeah okay I brockers got, was a guy that uh brian brought up in the break as related to the last question from yeah. the caller i got two questions all right so the order they're playing the quarterbacks Mm. Is Mike White that much ahead of Cooper Rush now? Don't pay attention to that, Mickey. Okay, that no. was my question. Don't pay attention because to that. Because he's been getting the second yeah. reps. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're doing a, a sleight of hand trick to you right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. I think right. said don't pay any attention to that right yeah. now. Don't okay. Pay, don't pay any attention. And this past uh, OTA that we got to watch, did you see who made all the field goals? Yes. What but, was his name? Where the red fern grows. One of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite children's good. books. Casey, Casey Redfern. Redfern. We need to write about him on the site just so I can work that title in there. So <laughs> are they creating That's getting into a preseason game, I guarantee you. <laughs> and lining up at the 45-yard line for the attempt where the red fern grows. Casey, where the red fern grows, red fern. All right. Oh. So, yes, yeah, so he's a double punter kicker guy. So that's, that's are they, they do, creating yeah. – that's where we were last year. You're right at this yeah, time. Yeah, Mickey, we need to pay attention to special teams instead of talking to the crowd along the fence line. Brett, <laughs> I mean, is Meyer, they they kind of going, okay, we got to take a look at this? Or? No, wait, oh, no. no. Now, hang on. I, and I, I probably need to do my homework here, but Maher's a kicker first. Yes. Last year. Is Redfern a kicker first, or is a a punter first who can do You know what? After, or does it matter? I don't know. After he got rid of his first two punts, he was skying. The, the, the mm. building almost wasn't big enough for yeah. his punts. Yeah. But he hit from 50, and he hit his two when they were doing the play it out at the yeah. end of the practice. Yep. Yeah. And one was from 50. Pay attention. We I, can't I ignore learned, it anymore. I learned my lesson yeah. last year. I'm not going to – I'm sorry, fans. If you see me along the fence line, I have to go watch special teams. But Brian and I are going to be under the goalpost seeing <laughs> we if did one good day. or not. Mickey and I did one day. We were like standing – We met from the opposite side. Mickey walked – it was like, you're like, what are you doing here? 
Same thing you are. <laughs> we well, were just and, standing there looking at him. And Dan, we love Dan, but like he, he had a couple bad days early. He had two bad days in and, a row. Yeah. And, and that's what got everybody kind of going Because he it. missed one. But yeah. in your mind, you're thinking, okay, well, if they were to make a change... It wouldn't you, be this guy. You, go, you bring in some veterans yeah. for tryouts like yeah. they've done in the past because Maher didn't have experience, but the guy just kept making kicks and nobody paid attention to it until he Houston. Made, he made that kick in Houston, and I, I remember saying this on the radio to Brad Sham. I said, you know, that's good for him. Somebody that's going to need a kicker, they're going to bring this guy in, and he's going to be able to have a little good feeling about you know kicking, and, and next thing you know, it's lining up and kicking field goals for you opening day. Yep. That was a, you know, that, that, might was a been, that might have been the biggest surprise of training camp for me. I, I, that, I'm, that, maybe that's an understatement there. Oh, that's one of the biggest that surprise was of, yeah, cuts yeah. I've seen them make in I, the last 10 years. Even after he made the 57-yard field goal in Houston and then two days I later. Didn't give yeah. him a chan- I didn't give him a chance to make I thought they were just going to continue on with Dan Bailey. I thought it was mm-hmm. a lot of nerve that they gave up on Dez when they did. Mm. This was double a lot of nerve to do that with the kicker at yeah. that point. Yeah. So money was a factor, too. I just thought I'd throw the question out there. Yeah. yeah. Good question. We need to pay attention. Let's not ignore it. I need to pay attention. You know, this Casey Redfern, just reading up on him, doing a little research on him, he has been a valued player in the NFL. Uh, He's been with Jacksonville, San Diego, (laughs) Carolina, Cleveland, Detroit, and now Dallas. I say he's been a valued player because the Panthers actually traded Redfern and a fourth-round pick to the Cleveland for Andy Lee, who has been a the very punter, good punter yeah, yeah. in this league, and, and you a know seventh what? rounder, and and then he made the team with Detroit two years ago. He was announced as the starting punter, beating out the incumbent Sam Martin, and then in the first game of the year, he suffered a torn ACL, MCL, and partially torn patella tendon after he was hit by Arizona Cardinals tight end Ifeni Moma near the sideline after Redfern took a bobbled snap in his own end zone and tried to run for a first down. Moma. What's that MoMA? I was thinking maybe they had a bounty on him and they sent him after the kicker. <laughs> like the old Cowboys days? Uh, yes. Cowboy yeah. Philly days, yeah. Bo- sure. Bounty Bowl. And he's 27 years old. Man, this mm-hmm. show has been all last over the year, map today. Last year, Mauro was Do you know 28. where he went to college? Yes. Where? Wofford. Wofford. South, mm. That's in South Carolina. And right? I've been to Wofford to cover a football game, too, by the way. Mm. All right, we're going to make... It's time for Mickey's Minute. Uh, South Carolina. South Spartan, Carolina. Yeah. South South Carolina. Carolina. That's where they hold their training camp. That's where Carolina holds their training camp. They used there to. There you go. Yeah. They used to? They used to do it at Furman. Oh. Hmm. All right. I hear music. <laughs> that means Send we are out of time. Back here on Talking Cowboys. We'll talk at you again next week. This has been.